Join us on Archetypes, a dynamic podcast hosted by Megan, the Duchess of Sussex, as she digs into the labels that try to hold women back. In each intimate and candid conversation, Megan is joined by guests like Serena Williams, Mariah Carey, Paris Hilton, Issa Rae, and Trevor Noah as they delve into the roots of countless common descriptors of women, like diva, crazy, dumb blonde, and the B word, and redefine and reclaim each identity along the way. The complete season of Archetypes is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the dough, where cash is queen and we hardly know her, but we're still here figuring her out together. Because y'all, season two is here, okay? Hosted every week by me, X Maya. Remember, I'm going to be talking to all types of people about their relationship to money. Reality stars, entrepreneurs, financial experts, and even some of my own friends. Basically, anyone who will get real with me about their dollars. How they make money, how they spend it, and how they save it. Because I'm trying to retire early, people. Season 2 of The Dough is out on March 21st, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm June Diane Raphael. And I'm Jessica St. Clair. And each week we are sitting down to talk all about life's twists, turns, and absurdities on The Deep Dive. From exploring the depths of TikTok, which is our only news source, to navigating the complexities of grief and loss, we are just two best friends behind a mic processing life together. This podcast is all about finding the silver linings in the madness. So get ready for unfiltered conversations about motherhood, careers, pop culture, and everything in between. Here at The Deep Dive, we're all about community. We believe in the power of sharing experiences and the strength that comes from supporting one another. And we would love to have you with us. So be sure to join us every Wednesday on The Deep Dive from Lemonada Media, wherever you get your podcasts. We are on the road to 3,000. Very exciting. We are trying to get to 3,000 Patreon subscribers. You can go to patreon.com slash attitudes. And once we hit 3,000, all the tiers will be shifting for the better. The $5 tier, you will be getting every Columbo bonus episode and every Dateline bonus episode, not just one of each, every single month. The next level, we will be releasing a new, a brand spanking new season of groceries, along with everything you get in the $5 tier. And then for the lady attorneys at the $25 level, not only will you continue to get your Q&A every month with the live recording, where we see you every month, we're also going to install a monthly movie club. So we're plussing everything. Not to mention, if you go there right now, not only are we releasing old episodes from the vaults, so right now I think we have uh, Attitudes, Nay Throwing Shade, episode number five, which was all the way back like 10 years ago when we released it. We have that from the vault that's already been released. Sergio is helping us release one vaulted episode every week. We also have season three of Groceries coming out from behind the paywall. So season three, episode one of Groceries was released this week, and seasons one and two of Groceries will now only be on Patreon, okay? Now, season two was updated this past weekend, so you probably got multiple email notifications about it, but it's very exciting. Also, by the way, if you want to 
have us visit one of the grocery stores that's your favorite that we haven't covered, please do it. And also, if you have a label or groceries-related story that hasn't been read yet, please submit it to groceriespodcast at gmail.com. Sergio's compiling everything as we record season four. But this is a very exciting time. And again, once we hit 3,000, everything is leveling up on the Patreon. So go to patreon.com slash attitudes to join today. So much stuff. Hi, I'm homosexual Brian Safi. And I'm feminazi Erin Gibson. And this is Attitudes, LGBT plus issues. Gender issues. Pop culture. And this week, how the government shutdown would affect women the hardest. Gavin Newsom's queer legislation. And the writer strike resolution. Plus, what to do when you're bullied with oregano. Can you handle it? Oh, you're back into Los Angles. Well, I heard a little bird told me, actually, the bird was my mother texted me and said there's a tropical storm coming to New York City. I really hope that you get out of New York City before this tropical storm because I have a couple doctor's appointments this week that I have to go to. She was like, so, you know, New York City's going to get it. You know what you I mean? You had doctor's appointments in New York? No, next week, um, today and tomorrow, I have doctor's appointments. And so I was supposed to originally come back Saturday, and she was like, tropical storm, New York City. New York City tropical storm. Hello. And that's what she texted me, and I knew And what, what happened? So I decided, you know what? I'm going to go back Friday before tropical storm New York City. So I did, and now I'm back in L.A. And, I do want to acknowledge and that nothing all you happened said so in New far York? is, you're back. <laughs> what? <laughs> And, and nothing happened in New York, correct? Well, it, it did rain for like oh, three days geez. all day, but it wasn't, uh, no, it wasn't like, it never is. It wasn't the storm that everyone had. Why have we, why have we pendulum swung so far from not warning people at all to overreacting Yeah. to things that, I mean, really, this is the truth, and this is what you need to know. Go ahead. Whether people don't have any fucking idea, they are the ultimate gaslighters. Yep. The ult- I will l- watch the weather app on my phone just change. Oh, you thought it was going to rain today? Well, guess what? It's going to be 100 degrees. In the meantime, by the way. They need to the step am- up. The amount. Speaking of my mom in Tropical Storm, New York City. The amount of texts I have received for something called oregano from oh, my mother. Okay, you know- so your mom is watching doc is doing she's a Dr. Oz fan, huh? Well, no. Because Martha. he's an oregano fan. Okay, well no, Martha told my mom about Who the fuck is Martha? I don't know. But according to the texts, Martha has been No t- context. <laughs> no context, Martha. Zero. Martha has been telling my mom about how incredible oregano is, blah, blah, blah. So Martha watches Dr. Oz. I don't Old know what Dr. Martha Oz. watches. I don't know what Martha watches, but she... So anyway, so the text... Have you ever taken it? No, but I have about five bottles in my house right now because... Because she's came, sending it to you? I came home to nothing but Amazon packages, Amazon packages of oregano. Okay, when I tell you... Because I took it because I have a very dear friend who you also know who was a previous Dr. Oz fan. And I... She, like... You know when you have friends who are like so awesome and yet they exhibit slight leaning conservative medical views? <laughs> yes. So I was like, I don't like Dr. Oz. And she was like, this stuff works. 
or right for what? For when I you're still sick. am not clear on what. I don't okay, know. I'll it. tell you what it does. It gives you extreme indigestion instantly. Right. So that's it what burns I don't your need. insides. Right. <laughs> she was relentless, and Martha honestly. So, so anyway, have any I people get, tried it? I Are they taking this, it themselves? I don't know. All I get the first text I get is just the picture of it, and yeah, I'm like, I've, I don't know what. I don't that's know what in my to do. house right now. I know. I don't know what to do with that. She was just I, like this. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, cool. And she goes, Brian, I just started using this yesterday. Martha recommended it. This is not oregano. This is oregano. To be clear, <laughs> oregano is an herb that's kind of green and floofy. And this is a bottle with a dropper. Yes. <laughs> like your mom you thought you were going to get this it. confused. Exactly. And she goes, ask your doctor and see what he says. But it's derived about from a, what? <laughs> your about mom that it's not oregano, it's oregano. I mean, what are we is, doing? Your mom sounds like a commercial for uh, like a Harper medicine. Ask your yep. doctor and see what he says. I didn't respond the next text. About six hours later, this organic wild oregano is supposed to be the best. Now, at this point, I think she's hacked. You know what I mean? I'm like, well, the oregano people have hacked her. If you'd like some, I'll order a bottle for you next week. Check with your doctor. Okay. Why does she was, keep saying check with your doctor? <laughs> that was on Sunday, September 17th. On Thursday, I ordered the oregano for you. Estimated arrival September 23rd. I sent it to your address. Okay. The, there, there's thir- so much extra information. Where else was she going to send it? Yeah, exactly. I okay. sent it to a restaurant you frequent? Correct. Pick it up Yesterday. there? Yesterday. Did you get the oregano? Didn't respond. Yesterday, three hours later, it was left in the mailroom yesterday. I have the picture. She sent me the picture. And I said, yes, I got it. That's it. And so then I talked to her on the phone and she said, so Martha said, you can either do two drops under your tongue or you can do two drops in water and drink it. And I was like, well, what's Martha doing? And she was like, I think she does two drops under the tongue. But no one has confirmation of this. No. I no. Is this like a Tupperware situation, like a like an MLM sitch? I have no idea, but it was it, my mom essentially, uh, basically hired someone to drive from the oregano factory to my home to deliver oregano. Did she and get? Did you get a pack of six of those fucking bottles? Yes, there's a million of them. I Do don't understand any? it. I don't. I can't take it anymore. It burns my insides. Also, I don't even think it fucking works. Show me the fucking data. Yeah. And also, what? Why did work for the, what? Just so you don't get sick, or so that if I don't carry, I don't know if honest. it burns all the bacteria off inside your stomach lining. That's what it feels like it's doing. Yeah, and then I she, don't she know. asked me. Then she said, "Do we get BBC too?" And I said, "No, I don't think so. That's just in the UK." What she is goes, she oh, looking okay. for? Some show she wanted to watch, and and about a special on a castle. And I go, "No, oh, we don't. it's not the people who bought the castle, and then." That is the that is BBC Two. I don't know. It's something about a castle. And I go, no. And she goes, okay. And she goes, hey, what's VPN? And I didn't respond because I was like, I can't, I cannot get into this. <laughs> she wants you to try to help her with a VPN blocker yeah, so she I, can watch BBC. I was like, I was like, I, I and I go, I go, uh, not sure. Talk to you later. Like, I, I I can't get involved in setting up a VPN for my parents. Okay, here's what oregano oil does. Okay. Prevents the occurrence of wide variety of ailments, including respiratory tract disorders, which we know you suffer from daily, Gosh. gastrointestinal disorders. I do oh, well, suffer that's from maybe that. parasite infections and fungal infections. Don't but let those. me tell you something. I don't think this shit works because, you know, Mickey has um, chronic foot fungus. I don't know. He got it in the Caribbean. 
I, I didn't ask any other questions about it. I don't it's know what like happened. It's like Martha. Yeah. Yeah. Some well, things you just have to roll it's with. It's uncombatible because you have to, in order to really get rid of it, you have to take the stuff that like harms your liver. It just sounds right. like a lose-lose. Right. I put oregano on his feet. Nothing happened. You know what I mean? Well, if it I'm, really fights fungal infections, then I would, have a, I would have a foot model for a brother-in-law. I'm sorry for that. I, I'm dying to move on from this conversation. Oh, I can't. Okay, so my friend who told me about oregano yeah. would not stop. Same energy, right? Wouldn't that oregano stop. energy. It's, I'm telling you, it is a cult. It must be. It, move over, Rajneeshis. Get correct. Move, move over, Nexium. Oregano is the next thing. I, I, I'm sure Sheila is behind this. Oh, for sure. Tough From titties? wild country. Absolutely. Tough titties. Tough titties herself. She's so great. I don't understand where it came from, but it is oregano oil. So at what point did oregano feel so left out? The oregano right. council that they were like, no, people aren't making enough Italian dishes. And now all of a sudden they come swinging in this left field way. And by the way, oregano had such a PR boost in the 80s with Heather's. Spaghetti, lots of oregano. You know what I mean? Like that was a huge, that was that, that is when oregano really came on my radar was watching that movie that I guess now they're doing it in the form of this oil. I don't know. Aaron, we're bearing but, uh, a big what, But on yes. what, on what, in what way has anyone <laughs> proven that this works? I want to see someone like literally like t- tent revival, like Jesus, the spirit has left you or whatever they do s- yeah. speaking in tongues. That's what, if that, if the supplement doesn't do that, I'm not in. And by the way, I would love to know what apple cider vinegar does for anyone either, uh, other than what Braggs tells me. Tur- tur- it makes you sal- smell like 1986 salad dressing from a steak bar. Right. Ooh, That's God, what it that does. sounds good. Just that white lettuce. <gasps> I and, love an 80s steak bar. But white I, lettuce. But I was never, I was always a ranch lady. Of course. Hidden white Valley. lettuce, ranch, cottage cheese. Oh, just an w- entirely white salad. Mm-hmm. Delicious. It's one thing that carried over from the 60s that I actually think we should keep, which is food all the same color on your plate. Me too. Remember how like, you know how now on like a Taco Bell commercial, there's a real crunch with when someone bites into that taco? Literally salad commercials were that. <laughs> it was like, come to Wendy's and it would be like someone crunching on a salad. It would be a person just white knuckling a head of lettuce yeah. and just going to town like a fucking rabbit. <laughs> And then having water spray from the lettuce. So much spray. It was basically a, a porn. Basically a porn. And they did, they did shoot commercials like pornography in the 80s. Like oh, Applebee's sure. or like Academy Sports and Outdoors. It like whoever. It was just it like was just slow-mo immersed. tracking shots, smiles, hair in the wind. Right. There was uh so on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City right now, which I know you're watching. Of course um, not, but I only but I know what happens because I I I'm on the internet. Well, there's a there's a woman on it named Mary Cosby who married her step grandfather mm-hmm. and who's I right, only I've know her from Trixie's her. Right. from Trixie's Instagram, yeah. Sure. So she screams. But she is some how again, not her fault, but her, she is related to the to Bill Cosby. Her husband's cousin or something like this is Bill Cosby. Mm-hmm. So anyway, she um she was screaming at one of them saying like you called me pornography. You called me pornography. And the woman was like, I don't know what you're talking about. What do Who's you mean? the, oh, the other housewife? Yeah, she goes, what do you mean I called you pornography? She goes, you said I was pornography. You said you called me pornography. And this other woman is vomiting from being drunk. 
And she goes, I never said, and the one woman goes, I never said you did porn. And she goes, yes, no, 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 you didn't, not porn. You called me pornography. And this other woman is throwing up from being drunk and she lifts up her head and she goes, no, she called you a predator. <laughs> it's so good. Anyway. Oh, is it like watching, it. is it like watching the end of society though? Do you feel like it's like at first you know what? it was Not like- anymore. It might've been that way in like the early aughts, the mid aughts, mm-hmm. but now there's so much worse. You know what I mean? Like, like Housewives is actually elevated. The New York, the New Yorker just did a big uh, piece on on Housewives, but now it seems like What's a little angle? bit classery. You know, I'm I th- oh that essentially now being a housewife is a you do that so that you can become a business person because really you're going on the show now to launch your own shit. You know what I mean? It's really just to go on there and be like. I'm trying to promote this. I mean, look, it's sort of the It's an entrepreneurial thing. incubator is what you're saying? Correct. Yeah. That it really struck I think probably the first real foundation of that was like the skinny girl margarita and how that took off. That I think like it's sort of like now you go there to start a business. Men, most of them are not married any longer. I mean, most of them are single on that show. So it really is just sort of this uh, launching pad for for business opportunities. And everyone is like very clear on what that is. Yes. Can I ask you a question? What businesses launch in Utah? You know, it's so great about the Utah women. They what go to is, these restaurants. Are they all Mormon? Only I think two of them are now. So there are Mormons on the show. Are they currently Mormons? Well, they How call they? themselves Mormon 2.0. Mm. which means they we can, like, like gays, but we still have the rule about not letting them marry. Right. Uh, and they can like drink and like stuff like that. Sounds, um, like, sounds like a Mormon loophole. Right. I'm on TV, so I don't have to follow the rules. They also did this thing recently where do they, they, do they more think people are going to be Mormon by being on the show. No, I don't it's think like they, you PR don't really move. get the sense they're promoting Mormonism. Okay, no, okay. No. And one of them actually wrote a like New York Times bestseller called Bad Mormon that basically she's like in litigation with the church right now because she spilled a bunch of secrets. Good for her. Church. Totally. Expose she's, it. She's everyone's favorite. Anyway, no, what's so great about that particular one is that like they all wear insane, just Gucci, Louis Vuitton, blah, blah, blah. And then they'll go out to eat, but everyone else is wearing like cargo shorts. Do you know what I mean? Like, they, it's just sort of like, They're you're the only people who dress like that in Salt Lake City. No one else wears those things. It's not like you're in New York or Beverly Hills or but whatever. But do you know why? But do you know why? why people don't wear nice things in the desert? I'll tell you, as someone who to. lives in it. No. That shit doesn't last a year. The desert's wind and sun oh, I see. will crack apart your luxury right. and just, exp- like, you you carry it three times and then all of a sudden it's just like crumbling like a fucking mummy. I you know what? I the, I just think it's wasteful. I'll never forget when I lost my virginity. I said, if you're gonna crack apart my luxury, I need you to do it the right way. Do you understand? Oh, I yes. And I think everyone's first time was the right way, for sure. The first is always the best. It's oh. always. It's not just people sticking things into holes they don't understand. It's not rushed. No. No, it's It's so, not scared. No. no. You put the other person before yourself. Always. You know, always. So that's you don't nice. turn into like a lizard brain, for sure. We're bearing a big lead here, by the way. Columbo? Road to 3000. <laughs> All those things okay. and more. And by and more, I mean the deal, honey. What's the deal? 
The deal is WGA and AMPTP oh. <laughs> have a temporary deal. I was like, I totally missed a memo. Last no, you night, didn't. The WGA, Very exciting. And by the way, historic gains. I, you know, I, I will, I, I literally, ca- I literally screen grabbed the caption or the thing in the email that said, what we have gained is extraordinary. How it gave me chills. It almost made me cry. To be honest, I with you. got very weepy. I think this is a lesson for all people in any doing any form of labor. Your labor is valuable. You deserve to be respected and you deserve to be paid fairly and you deserve to have a living wage. Every and that goes single to the person. Auto I don't industry, care. You, that goes auto, to school teachers, fast food nurses, workers, everybody. All of it. Everybody. It is not a fucking handout for you to be making money for millionaires. It That's is right. not a fucking handout. Let's be honest, most workers in this country are also subsidized by um, social services, which I'm actually going to talk about in my shoe. I'm going to talk about how the shutdown is going to affect um, <clears throat> women and moms in this country. But the fact is, these people are getting rich one way or the other, yeah. and nobody needs that much fucking money. Yep. Sorry, Bill Gates. He's still alive, right? Of course. He's the one with all the yachts. <laughs> I mean, he's got like 17 planes, right? Does he? Yeah. He has like all these private jets. Why do you need more than one? It's literally a jet. You can move it from place to place. Right. It's it's supposed to be, you know, it's supposed to go with you. I mean, <laughs> That's the point. It, it doesn't stay in one place. It's no, literally It's a literally form of designed to move wherever. It's literally designed to, and keep, guess what? to carry you everywhere. Unlike a, a yacht, it can go anywhere. That's what's crazy. I guess it can't go to the moon. So point Bill Gates, but you can literally go anywhere you want in a jet. So you don't need another one somewhere else. Mm-hmm. They don't need that much money. They don't deserve that much money. They don't actually do the work. Right. Sorry. Oh, great. You had an idea. Well, you to execute it, you had to have all these people doing the fucking creating the shit. I'm very excited. So how Me long too. do you think it's going to be before SAG is? I hope no, it, it's a domino fast. effect. I, I I don't know. I it, it's the mood seems to be at least that it will be quick because now there's a sort of a precedent. You know what I mean? There's something like on the books essentially, sort of saying like, well, I think once you have like, well, they got this thing. Why wouldn't we get this thing? I mean, I know the terms are a little bit different, but still, you know. Um, I, d- I did have a fantasy that I was like on set and there was a director there, and he was like giving me bad direction, and I was like, I don't actually listen to scabs. Sorry. I don't, I, are you, you know, I don't really I listen to people say, who like that union b- boned this entire thing. Yes. By, by settling early for just themselves. Oh yeah. But they, that union always does that. But I will also say, I actually think. Yeah, but that's a, not a good a, excuse just because they I'll always al- do it. I'll also say in a twisted way, I think the Drew Barrymore thing, the Bill Maher thing, I think that actually sped it up. Yeah. I, I, because I think they realized like, Oh, in talking about a domino effect, if these people go, so will other people. Like if there's a precedent set this way. And then when it was clear, okay, this is not happening. In fact, you had people say yes and then no. Like this union's powerful. I am curious what's going to happen. I want to know the deal points. The thing I'm most concerned about, and Brian, and we're going to get inside baseball here, but I don't know how you feel, but it's the free work. It's the amount of absolute unpaid work. In a direction that you don't even know if they're going to approve the script. 
Right. That can, they can just throw away. And when you don't put money value and that on- you, Literally, it's putting like a year of your life into something. Yeah. Sometimes more. And then just not getting paid for it. Yeah. By the way, my friend's boyfriend who's in tech recruiting literally took her um, her payments for her script. She had sold two TV shows and a movie in one year. Yeah. She should be riding around town in her fucking money car. Right. He calculated how much work and time that she had spent oh, on those projects. on the dollar, yeah. He said, you're you're making $3 an hour. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. And meanwhile, what's so funny is when I was in the tech industry, <laughs> this was way before Apple's Phones, and, yeah. you know, all of this. Bears, yeah. Bears, everything like that. What did you say? I said pears, but I, I like bears better. Pre, this was before, pre a bears. time before bears this is when was, I started out in the tech. That's right. I, back, I want to start using that as a phrase. Honey, pre-bears. I've been around since a time before bears. Yeah. Oh, I'm pre bears, honey. Excuse me. Don't you, don't you ever come for me. I'm pre bears. Okay. I have been around long enough to see the beginning of a forest animal. Yeah. Did you happen to see Nicole Scherzinger's curtain call for- Oh, yeah. Uh, Covered in blood? Yeah. Her fucking- uh, the, the show does not end that way. And that's not her choice. That's the director's choice. The show does not end with that character covered in blood. So they just have a behind the curtain carry moment and then she comes out? <laughs> I guess so. Also, like, how dare you do Pina Bausch uh, set design? I know. What on? Everyone's in a, a, a slip. Everyone's in a slip. It looks like the a modern dance recital. Com- it completely does. Completely. Wait, so she not she doesn't murder in cold blood. She just comes she out covered d- in no, blood. No, she shoots him at the famous thing, like the famous image. Yeah, is he's floating face down in the pool. Mm-hmm. She shoots him in the back from like a distance. Like she's not right behind him. So what's the symbolism? We just saw the act. I think it's just like they went for broke. I guess I don't know. And also just to come out with I that can't. And the Brits call. are putting up with it. I just can't believe it. Typically for a curtain call, they sort of like clean you up. And because, you know, who wants to take their curtain call like that? How could you smile? How could you smile and take a bow like that? And be That's a serial killer move right there. It sort of is. Speaking of which. Yes. Okay. I have a, I have a Columbo for, I mean, every single time I watch it, I go, no way are they going to do something weirder in this one. And I'm always wrong. Yeah. Columbo this week has it all. Amateur magic, a lounge singer that will drive you to tears, Nazis. Oh God, so excited. Oh, Jesus. And one of my favorite Italian actors, Robert uh, Loggia. Oh, sure. Who you know from the piano scene in Big, also the Sopranos. He's playing head of kitchen, kitchen manager. I don't know what this job is. He's a guy who's not a waiter, but not a chef. Oh, like that Because it's like a magic castle situation. And that guy can, he has like six lines. He can steal a fucking scene. I love his voice. He's always been old somehow. I don't get it. He's great. He's looked, he's fantastic. Anyway, lots of character actors in this. And a scene that if you, like Brian, have teenage daughters. Thank you. Will be very upsetting to watch. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm an- Hi, I'm Glennon Doyle author of Untamed, and host of the podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. On We Can Do Hard Things, my wife, Abby, my sister, Amanda, and I do the only thing we've found that has ever made life any easier. We drop the fake and we just talk really raw and honestly about all the hard parts of life. 
So come on over and join us and some of our friends and greatest heroes like former First Lady Michelle Obama, Tracy Ellis Ross, Gloria Steinem, Elizabeth Gilbert, Brandi Carlisle, Brene Brown, and our beloved community, the Pod Squad. You'll hear refreshingly honest conversations, trust me, about sex, gender, parenting, blended families, our bodies, anxiety, addiction, feeling overwhelmed, just all of it. Life is hard, so let's do it together. Meet us every Tuesday and Thursday for We Can Do Hard Things, one of Apple and Spotify's top shared podcasts of 2023. Listen to and follow We Can Do Hard Things, an Odyssey podcast, available now for free on the Odyssey app and everywhere you get your podcasts. Hello. Hello. Jewelry, jewelry here. <laughs> Hi, Jewelry. Hi. I'm about to switch out for my travel jewelry. And my travel self, I should say, because I am jewelry. <laughs> And there's one little hidden vacation spot in particular I love. Provincetown. Ooh, yes. P-Town is not just a trip. It's a full-on experience. Whether it's your first time or you're a seasoned vet. And I mean that's someone who goes there a lot, not a person who handles animals. There's always something wildly new to discover. And also... Provincetown is like the mothership if you're queer. Oh, jewelry here. It's true. All jewelry is queer. It offers everything culture, glamour, and full-blown, unabashed queerness. We're talking art galleries, shopping, beaches, bike trails that challenge your quads. Do it. Clubbing. Yes. Theme weeks like Pride, Girl Splash, Bear Week, Family Week, Carnival, Trans Week, so much more. So whether you're basking in the sun at Herring Cove, catching a drag show, or just soaking in the art scene, Provincetown is where you need to be. For more info, go to the official guide to Provincetown at P-Town. God damn it. Here we go. For more info, go to the official guide to Provincetown at P-TownTourism.com. Go to Provincetown, everybody. We love it. P-TownTourism.com. Be able to stick around for this. Sorry, if you have teenage daughters and a a two-story home. Uh, it's going to be five very mine's five stories. Yeah, yeah. Well, you yeah. may if you're not on a flat level ranch style home. Yeah, any level of stories. As oh. long as you have teenagers who uh-huh. don't, who can't do the things that you ask them to, this scene is going to be really upsetting to watch. Well, I'll do my best. I mean, the, thankfully, my teens have never even seen my riches. You know what I mean? They were you keep them. The what well, you go. keep them at the like fourth quarter of the ground floor. Right. They're always aimed Staff at the entrance, fourth quarter yeah. of a football game. I got them yeah. into sports early, so I would never have to attend anything because I'm Ugh. not interested. No, why would you? But yeah, yeah, get them interested in something that you're not interested in and just everyone has their own alone time. That's right. You want to get into it? Let's do it. If you've been listening to the show for a while, and I hope that you have, please... You might know that I've been drinking AG1 now for like, I think over two years. It's the way I start my day. I have some gut health issues and this sort of gives me a boost in the energy I need. By the way, nutrition does come from the gut. So it's just something nice to do for yourself every day. And for me, I like doing it first thing in the morning. I think it helps me focus too. AG1 is a foundational nutrition supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. They've been doing it since 2010. AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. Wonderful. Why wouldn't you? And by the way, it tastes good. 
I sometimes feel like vitamins on an empty stomach not only don't taste great, they also don't make you feel that great. And oh, uh, the gut yeah, rot, right? the gut rot is real. That doesn't happen with AG1, which I really appreciate. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. You can try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2, okay? That's my Vicloc code. Me too. And isn't that the name of the robot in Star Wars, D3K2? Yes. Yes. And you can also get five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. So please go to drinkag1.com. That's the number one. Drinkag1.com slash attitudes. That's drinkag1.com slash attitudes. Please check it out. Do yourself a flavor and a favor. Hey, hey, hey. You know, it's me. It's me, the AG1 lady. I've been drinking AG1 for like, I think two years now. And I I love it. It's a foundational nutrition supplement that supports my body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. Plus, it's all one in like little sweet little green little scoopers. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. One scoop right in some water and you're getting prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes, magnesium, B vitamins, aptogens, vitamin C, zinc. My God, how do they put it all in there? AG1 is a supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. And that's why they've been a partner on this podcast for so long. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3, K2, and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash attitudes. That's drinkag1.com slash attitudes. Check it out. Now, listen, Aaron, I don't think it's going to be news to you that I famously, quite famously, uh, have subscriptions to things I've never used, or did, nor did I know I signed up for them. And by the way, I might very well have signed up for them and just forgot. A couple of these things. That's beside the point. A Bally's Total Fitness membership I have no recollection of. Okay. A. B. Car and Driver Magazine. Okay. I don't know where or how or why. Didn't you have two Bally's gym memberships? I was so hoping we weren't going to go there. But yes, I did. So sorry. I'm so sorry. The truth, the truth came out. The point is this. I have subscriptions I completely forgot about. I also, I need to learn my lesson and not sign up for any more free trials because I have to tell you, like, right after that, I just stay in it for the subscription. And then, like, two years later, I'm like, maybe I should cancel it. I I actually canceled my Costco membership on time this year because I don't. Oh, how was it? It was a wonderful feeling. Actually, but then I'm going to have to redo it for the next season. You know what? Okay, here's the thing. Rocket Money finds the subscriptions that you maybe forgot about or that you maybe signed up for or that you are having trouble canceling. Some of these are very difficult to cancel. They find those subscriptions and they are the middleman. They do it for you. They even can negotiate a lower price on your bills. They did that for, by the way, my cell phone bill. Okay, I pay less than I used to. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and saves its members an average of $720 a year. 
They've saved over $500 million in total for people in canceled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash attitudes. That's rocketmoney.com slash attitudes. Rocketmoney.com slash attitudes. As you might have heard, we're headed for a government shutdown October 1st because some fringe goppers... They don't want to okay the budget. And their right mm. reasons are dumb. One of them, I don't know which one. Someone asked them about it and he goes, life will go on. What a okay. flip ass. Are you, are you an asshole from hell? Yes. Being you, you, you really don't give a shit how much harm you're causing. At all. These, people are, also, these people are actually mentally ill. These yes. people, these fringe alt-right people who have the government by the groin right now. They are like... We have to balance a budget. I have bad news for you. All of this shit, including money, isn't real. Right. You can do whatever the fuck you want. I, I don't know if I ever mentioned this book to you. And it's like a little, well, it's a Marxist book. But it's by um, Giannis Varoufakis, who was a big in the Greek. Um, he's a Greek finance guy. And he used to teach at University of Texas, actually, okay. uh, in Austin. And um, he's... A Marxist. But anyway, he has this book called Explaining the Economy to My Daughter, which I really recommend if you want to learn how high high end behind the scenes finances work. But essentially, like everything that we do, including balancing the budget, is all to satisfy rich people. Right. It, and then and then when people who are below, you know, below the poverty line start feeling the pinch, then they go, oh, let's give them some scraps so they don't come take our paintings or whatever French Revolution <laughs> shit. Sure. It's this fucking stupid balance. And yeah. it's all made out. Uh, none of it means anything, except it means something to people who need a, um, what's it called? What did, what did FDR call it? Uh, uh, um, a baby? <laughs> What's it called? Child care? No. Social security? It's such an easy word and I can't... Safety Nanny? net. Nanny? That was People supposed who... to mean safety net? La, 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 la. Literally, you were opening someone's legs and then holding a baby, which to me, yeah. I should have guessed mm -hmm. like gyno, but... Safety net. That meant safety net. Mm -hmm. Okay, got it. Right. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. can't think of any a bigger safety net than having a child. I went to mime school. So I'm shocked you didn't get it. You're right. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm I'm rusty. It's early. Hi, I'm rusty. It's early. Hi, I'm rusty. It's early. I'm pre-bears. <laughs> I'm pre-bears. Okay. Thank you. Let's get this party started, huh? Yeah. So, no, every, people who don't have a safety net, sorry, people whose society is absolutely failing, who don't have a safety net, this is who's going to affect. Um, in addition to the 4 million federal workers who will not get paid for however long this, I want chicken nuggets for dinner, temper tantrum lasts. Because that's what right. it is. They can yes. pass the budget. They don't give a shit. It right. means it literally doesn't affect them, except in some Nobody weird cares. way. Nobody cares. Yeah. Who are they servicing? Exactly. Are they just being nihilist? They're just yeah, no, they're just trying to like fuck biden and they'll you know it, it they'll, they'll, they just want to bring the backfire. government to its knees so that of course it always does they work for the have you ever had a job where you literally were like i'm not gonna do my job like never like i'm getting paid and i'm so, literally not gonna do my job i've had jobs where i'm like you know what 
I'm getting paid and I'm going to do the bare minimum. I'm going to quietly yeah, quit. But they're actively but. not. They're doing the opposite of what they're no, supposed to do. No, and these people are elected. Like, it's not like you fell into this entry-level position because you had to get work. Like, you sought this out hardcore. Also that, like, now Lauren Boebert is like, I don't think this is a good move by the Republicans. I'm just like, what is going on? What is on? anything? I know. What up is down, down is up. Yeah. All right, so let me tell you how it's going to affect uh, the ripple effects aren't just going to be instantly 4 million federal workers aren't getting paid. It's going to affect women, low-income women, especially black women and indigenous women the most. And I'm going to tell you how. So first, USDA programs. So the last shutdown, which this cannot be our new normal, that was four years ago. During that one, the government nearly ran out of funds for SNAP. And those benefits, also known as food stamps, those benefits mm-hmm. would have been just done. Like all of a sudden, no more money for your food. 63% of SNAP benefit beneficiaries are women. 65% of the total pers- participants are f- working families. So the GOP, they do Fucking this thing. with people's food security. Like, what is wrong with you? First of all, that the government... There are so many fucked up things to unwind here that the government ha- has to in- get involved because there are working poor in this country is unacceptable number two that that agency is current is constantly under threat by whoever's in power is also unacceptable Mm -hmm. do not tell me that you are banning books that you are um putting uh bathroom bans on uh trans people in this country that you are rolling back abortion because you believe in traditional family values evidence a your honor you don't Mm -hmm. give a shit you don't give a fuck about these about families. You don't give a fuck that these people can't feed their own families. Florida said they haven't banned any books in the past year. Meanwhile, what? they banned three hundred, which was a fact. And these well, people who, just who lie and say, that? "No, we didn't. No, we didn't. No, we didn't." Some Florida representative was like, "No, Florida's not banned any books. They banned three hundred. And to me, what I would like to do is Gerard Butler to gather all those books and go marching right to that representative's house, scream freedom, and get Zack Snyder involved. <laughs> Do you understand? Ugh. Is that a reference in a million years you'd ever thought I'd make? Oh my God. I love it. I think I know why you're a Zack Snyder fan. And that's why I'm a Sna- Zack Snyder fan. Yeah. I'm a Zack. I'm a snack S- Snyder fan. I'm a fan. snacker. Because he snacker. always puts the snacks in his movies. You know what I mean? Correct. Oh yeah. Painted on abs. You know what I mean? Yes, definitely. Also under the USDA is Wick. Mm-hmm. Which um seven which provides seven million pregnant women and postpartum postpartum recipients supplemental food aid, and that program does not have enough funding to support normal WIC operations beyond a few days. That that is not funded for years. That is funded like it's day like a by paycheck. day, basically. Yes, food distribution program um and the special supplemental nutrition program on. This is the government terms, Indian reservations. That's not what we should call them. Um, for women, infant, and children, this is the government's program, would also be out of money instantly. This is a significant, significant number of people who will not be receiving assistance. Then you've got this ripple effect. More people need assistance. Then you're not getting your WIC. You're not getting your SNAP. You're not getting your food distribution program. Where do you go? The food banks. Well, guess where the food banks get funding from grants mm-hmm. and local and donations. And right. when and they're barely able to do what they're doing. And so then now they got a hundred thousand more people coming in. 
especially in Washington, D.C., where most people are going to be out of work. Mm-hmm. They don't have the fucking infrastructure to feed these people. That Capital Area Food Bank in D.C. says that they think that there's going to be 100,000 federal workers coming their way. 100,000. And by the way, you got to eat every day. So they got to f- suddenly come up with 100,000 meals for people times seven. That's 700,000 meals a week times however times long the shutdown. I mean, if yeah, you're three meals. Exactly. You know, it's millions of meals a week. Yeah, It's insane. So, okay, let's talk about education. 70% of educational education professionals are women. Head Start, which helps three and four-year-olds with academic and other support, would be in danger under a government shutdown, as well as programs to offer free and reduced lunch at school. Can anyone explain? I think I know why we don't do free lunch at school, and I think it's super fucked up. I think it's like some weird old-timey compromise where they were like, well, we want people to get an education. I heard that, I couldn't really parse it out, but from what I could gather is that during World War One or two, when public schools were really like starting to be a thing, which is upsetting to think about, that they were nerved, they were getting soldiers who were really malnourished, and they were like, "We got to figure out a way to feed people so they can come fight in our war." Oh, let's mm-hmm. do it at school, right? And then they took it away because they didn't want people to feel like the government was giving them a handout early on. They thought it would be embarrassing for people to eat. When did a when did the term handout become a bad thing? Right. Like, ha, when is everyone? How about anyone, I pay fucking taxes for these handouts? You know what I mean? Oh, and you're you're, you're going to get a free education, but we're not going to feed you. It's also, so fucked. Happy wife, happy life. Like, what do you want? Your what do you want your the people in your country to be miserable? Like, yes. how strong could that country be? How money focused do you have to be to put that above? children eating breakfast right there's only eight states that cover meals at school minnesota new mexico colorado vermont michigan massachusetts california and maine that's it yeah, do you do you, by the way do you think that some little first grader is being like oh, i am way too proud to take this meal i'm not going to be indignified here also what the fact that you would that there, there, there's not the option of they're like we don't want children to to learn that the government gives them handouts would you like the children to learn that their country cares about them? Right. How about that? Yeah. That they're considered in this in this nation? I never paid for lunch. I took two, my mom gave me $2 and I drank a Dr. Pepper and I bought cigarettes like every child should. If Texas had paid for my lunch, I could have eaten and smoked. And that's a fact. This is why I love crows. Do you know, first of all, I do love Presents. crows. And honestly, nothing makes me laugh harder. Like I see a crow and I, I fall to pieces, la- dying laugh. Because it, you you know how smart they are, but they can't, they like, they don't have hands. But they sort of do have hands. Their mouths? But, yeah. Oh, I... they, they're very smart and they know what a barter system is. So they will, they will find, there's this group of crows, this murder of crows, like by like some school somewhere, I read an article about. They will in, go- in LA? No, not in L.A. I don't think it's in L.A. But they will f- go around town and find change, pick it up with their beaks, bring it to the kids so that the kids will give them food. Yeah. And then the kids have, like, lunch money. <laughs> if Can we it's get the real pros involved in this? Situation. I got to say it's Cinderella all the way. Let me tell you something. I am currently trying to figure out how to propagate crows in a dead tree that I have. Yeah, because one of them brought Marina a beautiful shiny rock 
because she left nuts out. And she yeah. goes, did, did you mean. leave this they're, rock on my table? And I they're said, They're so no. appreciative. And by the way, you know what else they do? They laugh at people. Oh, they also have funerals. They have funerals. They literally will like look at people and laugh. I mean, they're the best. It's I like do love Tina that Turner, note. Oh, go ahead. When Tina Turner got mur- married, I should correct for where that was going. When Tina Turner got Wait, married. Wait, are, are we going into a Tina Turner conspiracy right now? No, no. When Tina Turner got married, she did an interview with Oprah where she was like, she got married like at one of her estates or whatever. And she was like, she goes, I want to see people walking in to her husband. And he was like, all right, well, like, just we, you'll be up here before the wedding starts. You could see people coming in and people were coming in on like it was sort of like a cobblestone dirt thing. So these people in heels were like not having an easy time. And she told Oprah, she goes, and I was laughing watching people come in. I'm like, you are the best. Tina Turner is the only person I think deserves to be rich. <laughs> Completely. <laughs> Completely. Crows are smart. They're beautiful, they're kind, and they're mean. And that's the that's the kind of person I like too. Well rounded. Yeah. yeah. So Impact Aid Program, which funds military based schools. I've never heard of it. IAP. And native schools would also be in danger. They would lose their funding. And then there's like all these other random ways that government shutdown would be a disaster. Federal rental assistance would be in danger. 75% of public housing in Section 8 households are women headed. Federal grant money stops that could affect women's shelters. Then the last shutdown, 2019, four years ago, too soon, um, victims of domestic abuse didn't have ac- lost all their access to lower free prescriptions, home visits to people living in rural areas, areas, and over uh, that was all done. And then they also ended this free ride program where they could, if they got a job, they could get a free ride to work. And women were losing their jobs because they couldn't get to work because the funding. When does for this those- shit? start affecting rich people when does a government shutdown affect rich people instead of just constantly all this shit going to the people who need help the most it's, it's such bullshit it's i don't it's upsetting that anyone would be in a position of power or money and truly i mean they put it on the back of their coats i don't care just fucking Do you? honestly equal opportunity it's like listen if you're going to shut down those programs by the way a government shutdown also means that we're freezing all your assets you know what i mean well, what's fucked up? It would never up? happen. I saw this Goldman Sachs article while I was doing research, and it was like, how does a government shutdown affect markets? And it was basically like, don't worry, it's not going to affect you at all. That right. is exactly the problem. The market. When I was in New York, I saw someone in the grocery store carrying a Goldman Sachs like grocery bag. And I was like, why would you do this? Why? Why would you walk around like that? Yeah, anyway. I mean, I guess it's more honest than the New Yorker. <laughs> It's true. I know. With the New Yorker, you're like, you got the subscription for that tote and you yeah. haven't read it. You have not read it in years. And I it's would love to see the stack in your, in your living room. Absolutely. Um, there's also this thing called the VOCA Fund, which is the Victims of Crimes Act, um, which is administered by the Department of Justice, also a federal run department, which will probably have their funds frozen. They won't be able to support anti-domestic violence organizations and children's advocacy groups. Indigenous women will be affected the hardest as they are at a greater risk of violence and sexual assault and benefit from these programs. And then what the fuck? What are people going to do? And by the way, these guys, these and Marjorie Taylor Greene, 
they know this. They've been presented with these facts. They don't give a fuck. They really don't care. As I said, one of them said life will go on. It actually won't. It'll actually be really, really difficult for people whose lives are already really, really difficult. 10 million women live in a category called deep poverty. And without a functional government, they are absolutely at risk. And I would even say like during a functional government, we're not really doing much to help them out of their situation. Why are we not like... I, 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 it's the, I'm so tired of the hypocrisy. I'm so tired of these people standing on some kind of soapbox, religious soapbox where they're, you know, like spewing all this religious shit when they really don't give one fuck. Mm. They really don't. Um, let me talk about what, so here's the problem. When the federal money runs out, then you got to rely on state money. And if you think Alabama and Texas are going to take care of their most vulnerable, like, it's not going to happen. So one of these turds is Tennessee's Tim Burchett, who's I think it would be pronounced Burchett, but um, he's from Tennessee, so I'm sure it's Burchett. Right. Um, who looks like an albino turtle. Gorgeous. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. After season one aired, I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. And of course, my 90-year-old mom, Judy. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me Season 2 is out March 27th from Lemonada Media. Like Mitch McConnell? Yes. He's younger Mitch McConnell, which is saying nothing at all. Hot. He sounds like a hot guy. Sweat in every picture. (laughs) Yeah, baby. So sexy. He loves it. He He sounds like a flip, flat, flop. Hot. You know, what kind of whiskey would you like to drink with with Tim? Flip flat flop. <laughs> what kind of whiskey would I like to drink? A hot whiskey. Uh, just something warm and hot. Room temp, not not even like hot toddy style. No, but I'll feel hot drinking whiskey sitting across a hot guy. <laughs> you know, I do know. Yeah, I feel like I gave Tim Tim adjacent. All the blowjobs that I had the energy for <laughs> yeah. before I got too tired, yeah, and and before I understood. So he and you know those toenails are bright yellow. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> from cigars somehow, <laughs> <laughs> like he smokes cigars and flip flops. That's what kind of guy. He Correct. Oh, he's like, oh, it's summertime. Oh, better get my flip-flops out and get my cigars out. My Cubans. And you know that motherfucker's getting, he was getting illegal cigars in all the time. Oh, for sure. Yeah. These guys, by the way, what makes me furious is that I feel like if you, if you, you know, expose what they were doing in their private life, no one would give a shit. They'd be like, oh, he's a man. He's allowed to do man stuff. Yeah. Um, like, do you know that Ken Paxton trial? Do you know he didn't even show up? What a for joke. the testimony and his wife had to sit and listen to his mistress talk about their relationship. These people are disgusting and they're cowards. 
cow words. And just and that full fact bush, that she's the talking- longest bush. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like all these guys, they, they they've never seen a trimmer in their lives. Oh no, it's just a rat's nest down there. Completely. Just it's full of like you know old timey gum wrappers and oh my god, but it's just having a possum like, right in your lap. Yeah. I'd rather swim in the Guanus yeah. canal yeah. than ever see a Republican man's bush. genitalia. Yeah. I ever. Agree. From a distance or with binoculars. Shh. I don't care. I couldn't agree more. So, Tim, I just wanted to mention, I, I'll, I'll tell you about him. But this is, I mean, the, none of this is going to be surprising. But he was before he was in government, federal government, he was the mayor of this town. Get ready for some Southern logic puzzle. Can't wait. He was mayor of Knox County. That's okay. a city. Knox County is a city? Yeah. My God. Can you imagine? What That's do you, like what, going to Texas What city are you the mayor like, of? Knox yeah. County. Huh? <laughs> what city in Knox County? No, that's the name of the city. Yeah. Oh, oh, this is Southern. Who's on first? Got I you. live in the state of Texas, Texas. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what city are you mayor of? Texas? What county? Yeah. Texas County. Texas what county. state? Texas? Texas. Texas, Texas, Texas. He signed the brief to contest the 2020 election. No shocker there. Oh, this is what he had to say about the covenant shooting in his own home state. Okay. This is, uh, this is upsetting. Right. It's a horrible, horrible situation, and we're not going to fix it. Well, that's great. How great. So you've already, at least, you know what? At least he's honest. Oh, no. At but least he's, he's honest. But then he keeps talking. Okay. Criminals are going to be criminals. And my mm. daddy fought in the Second World War, fought in the Pacific, mm. fought the Japanese. And he told me, he said, buddy, he said, if somebody wants to take you out and doesn't mind losing their life, there's not a whole heck of a lot you can do about it. That was World War II, no, not fucking elementary can you school. not do anything about it. They don't care. Their end game is chaos. And then rich people getting money. That's it. Or them being rich. And I guess they, I guess they just want to be rich and, and mm. get attention, which I, to, I, which I would say, wouldn't it be faster to just open an eBay store? Totally. Wouldn't it be faster to get some shithole department store painter to come and do a portrait of your entire family? Abs- do that. You want to be rich and famous? Have someone put your face on Michelangelo. Exactly. Make, 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 a, your, make, make your own money. Make a copy of the Sistine your Chant Chapel with your own faces. You're touching your own finger. You Correct. are God. You are also the guy in the you show. You are Adam. You are everybody. Yeah. That's right. There's faster ways to do it yeah. than complete and utter. Also, what do they think is going to happen if they get their way? I don't know. That's the thing. Just like you'll be, you'll be officially branded a loser and a user. And the rumors are true. Do you understand? Yeah, I do. I'm doing housewives talk. Yeah. Oh, I thought bruiser. I thought the first thing was from strangers with candy. Oh, that too. Yeah, you're right. A loser, a user and a first. She used to say something like that. Yeah. So the real housewives is stealing. Well, the other night, from Meredith strangers Marks, with candy. Meredith Marks got a little drunk and she started talking British out of nowhere. She goes, I'll tell you what you are. You are a user, and I know the rumors. And it was like, why are you talking like that? I love it. They don't care. They, they don't talk care. about people who don't care. They really Housewives don't care. and the GOP. They, really? They, they, yes. Yes.
Now, I want to talk about my state. My state, okay? California or Texas? Excuse me. Record scratch. (laughs) Record scratch. Record scratch. And I try to find whoever said that. Oh, no, no, no. You now you're exactly. Excuse me. My state. Okay. Does that clear it up? New York. (laughs) My state. Okay. Oh, like your emotional state? Nope. Okay. California. Okay. Hell yeah, baby. That was your first guess. Um, now, when I say the name Gavin Newsom, my guess is that people think of Thomas Keller and that restaurant he went to during the pandemic. Because I got to uh, say, was it Chez Panisse? It was either that or French Laundry, wasn't it? Something like that. But I got to tell you, he is, I, I hate to say it, he looks slick. He looks like a sleaze. He just is one of those people. He has already been crowned the next heir to the throne of the Democratic Party. I think people thought he was going to run against Biden in 2024. He said that he's not. But I I already think people see him as the one to beat for 2028 in the next election cycle. And in my mind, I know, I do I think he's the best man for that? Listen, here's the thing. I'll, he actually, listen, I'll vote for whoever is going to no inches, inches towards sanity. But he's not going to be my primary vote. But I'll say this. He has done a lot for the state of California in terms of social issues. He could do a lot more, mm. but he's done more than practically every other state. Mm-hmm. And I, but I think any governor from California might be in that position. Anyway, I'm neither here nor there on Gavin Newsom, except that he has always, always, always typically been a strong advocate for queer people and queer rights in California. He is the red wave always stops here. But I wish he had one. a film career like our other governors. Me too. You know? And never forget, he used to be married to Kimberly Guilfoyle. <laughs> it's just so <laughs> fucked up. I, I really want to know what the that beginning couple, of that marriage was and the end of that marriage. I do not I care think, about the middle. I think the idea that he went to that Thomas Keller restaurant in the middle of the pandemic was her influence somehow. I hate to blame her. but Yeah, but I here's think, the thing. Also, why is Thomas Keller not getting any fucking blame? He's, bringing, he's making people come in and, and chef for him. Is he? You know what I mean? Well, during yeah, the, I mean, during the pandemic. Okay. You know, do, well, do you this, care about the other people? How about people washing the fucking plates? This to me is a sign of Gavin Newsom wanting to be the heir apparent. He recently, this weekend actually, vetoed a bill that left people scratching their heads about why he would veto something like this because of his history as such an advocate for LGBTQ plus people, families. He was the voice on. In, in, during the No on A campaign that the um, crazy opponents would constantly play his voice saying, we're marrying people in San Francisco. We've let it out of the bottle. There's no turning back. Gay people are going to get married in this country. They would play that ad. The, the, the right would play that ad saying like, look at this monster. Be scared of him. He wants to run for governor. He wants to do all this shit. When really he was the first really a big elected official saying things like that. So he has always been on the right side in terms of queer issues. But he did sort of a head-scratching move this weekend, which to me signals, oh, he's actually trying to play maybe a little bit more to the country in these cases. I don't know. But um, he— But that's a losing game, too. You know what I I mean? He actually has the freedom to just do the right thing and just see how his cards— whatever, display out a uh, fan, right. whatever. 
he vetoed a bill this weekend, and then he actually passed a few other bills, but the bill that that were good, but the bill he vetoed sounded pretty cool, actually, and could have really been revolutionary for other states to follow because it also didn't sound like anything revolutionary. Essentially, what this bill would have done was it would have said in child custody disputes among parents that the court already says they have to consider the health, safety, and welfare of the child in custody disputes. But this bill would have said they also now have to consider, a, this is a quote, a parent's affirmation of the child's gender identity or gender expression. Now, affirmation would have been defined very loosely, but essentially, if a parent went against what their what their child's uh, uh, gender identity was, that that would be a factor in determining the health and safety of the child, which to me makes perfect sense. Why, if a like parent- if you're if you identify as uh, as female mm-hmm. and your mom says fuck no and your dad says yes, then that should be the the person you live with is the person who's supporting you. It should be part of that. Is that what, the, be, is that what this is? The, it, essentially, they're not even going that far. What they're saying is like, that should be under consideration in the larger picture of child health and safety. Mm-hmm. You know, not even like the ruling could be, oh, well, you don't, you're not affirming their gender. Like you don't get to, li-. it should just all be a part of the equation that goes into who is the mo- most fit parent for this, which to me means who is the most encouraging, compassionate, and isn't driving their child to fucking harm, yeah. you know? And again, the bill would not have required the judge to side with the parent who affirms the child's gender identity, j- merely just that the court would consider it, okay? And also affirmation in this case included a range of actions that would be unique for each child. So essentially it could mean um, if, you know, supporting the child's journey on puberty blockers, it could also mean calling the child a different name in the home or the name that they choose in the home, you know, that that's that sort of a thing. It could even mean, gender affirmation could even mean, I let my, quote, bio- cis son play with Barbies. You know what I mean? Like, it just is, it, that it's could very, be the affirmation. It's, it's really just like, can we open the conversation up to this factor? And, Correct. And, and, and make it part of the child's overall like, because well-being. even something as simple as like my child likes to have their nails painted and this parent shames them for it. Do you, you know what I mean? Like all this stuff, just just in consideration for it, that a judge should consider this stuff. But anyway, it was passed along party lines in the state legislature. So all the state Democrats voted for this unanimously and all the Republicans said no. And then Gavin Newsom vetoed it. And the explanation to me seems a little bit like bullshit because he he basically said i have a de- gavin newsom said i have a decommitment to advancing transgender rights i just worry about something prescriptive like this that would single out one characteristic which it doesn't single it out it doesn't in fact it says like it's just taken into consideration he also said or actually uh, uh scott altman who's a law professor from usc said that the governor might have been concerned, that the veto might have stemmed from a concern that, quote, courts might overemphasize this one facet of parental love, or, and this is what I think is part of it, could lead courts to discriminate against parents whose religions adhere to traditional gender roles. 
or that allowing this explicit reference to affirming gender identity might provoke more opposition to LGBTQ rights in other states. I don't like fear-based legislation. I don't care what other states would do. You are legislating in this state. You're protecting people in this state. I don't care if other states would look at that and say, crazy California. You know what I mean? Oh, they're getting involved in how you raise your children. Who fucking cares? I know they didn't have kids. I am a child of divorce. Let me tell you who was considered, who was last on the fucking list when my parents were getting divorced. Me and my sister. Absolutely not considered. Nobody cared that that the fact that like my dad was asking me to like give my mom the house keys after the house sold. And then I had to like shuffle paperwork back and forth and like deliver legal stuff. Like nobody gave a shit that I didn't want to fucking be in the middle of this or that I was upset by it. And so anything that centers a kid during a divorce should be on the fucking table because I'm telling you, even the best of parents are probably very wrapped up in the divorce. And also it's like, this whole thing about like this could discriminate against religious parents who believe in traditional quote traditional gender roles it's sort of like you know what you're a grown ass man or a grown ass woman grow the fuck up you're letting your you know what i mean like you're so afraid that you're ch- that you don't want to love and accept your child the right way because all of a sudden you're scared for your religion grow you're a also, parent the logic- grow up like not to be a like a lawyer, but if both parents are under are, are subscribed to some kind of you know strict religion, that then both then 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 both parents have the same viewpoint. Do you know what I mean? And it's like a, also, it's like if no. those extreme religious things are harming your child, I think that should be taken into consideration. If your religious affiliation is making your child have horrible thoughts about themselves or leading to anything that's not. But, but but raising a great person and someone who's going to do good in this world and feel confident about it, that to me should be taken into consideration. Absolutely. As something that's not only not affirming, but is harmful. Again, it all goes back to this thing that I was saying in my shoe. Like, when are we going to start letting children and young people in this country know that they are valued and that even if they can't get that value from their parents, that this that the people around them care about their well-being? There's nowhere they get that message. Every Wednesday, tune into The Deep Dive for a hilarious and heartfelt journey with hosts June Diane Raphael and Jessica St. Clair. From navigating the chaos of motherhood and family to exploring the depths of grief and loss, June and Jessica are two best friends who process life together. Discover their secrets to finding joy amidst the madness. Get ready for unfiltered conversations about life, love, and everything in between. June and Jessica believe in the power of connection and the strength that comes from supporting one another. You can listen to The Deep Dive on Amazon Music or wherever you get your podcasts. Message. So this uh, particular bill was authored and put on the floor by Assemblymember Lori Wilson. She introduced it. Hi, Lori! Hi, Lori. She had an adult son who came out as transgender when he was a teenager and uh, said, I've been very disheartened. The reason she did this, she said, I've been very disheartened over the last few years. As I watched the rising hate, 
and heard the vitriol toward the trans community. My intent with this bill was to give them a voice, particularly in the family court system, where a non-affirming parent could have a detrimental impact on the mental health and well-being of a child. Not to mention, it would probably be very heartbreaking and confusing for a child to have one gender-affirming parent, if, if you're split custody, one gender-affirming parent, and then have to try and change their identity to not be humiliated, abused, whatever, in the other parent's household. That is something that parents should get on the same page about. And if someone is willing to be a fucking asshole about it, that child wouldn't feel safe with them anyway. I mean, this to me seems like a small thing. What was it? And his reasons don't make sense either. The reasons why he's just vetoed. don't. They just don't. They, is he getting any backlash from this? Some, but not a lot. I mean, mostly he was getting a lot of praise from Republicans about it, saying that he did the right thing. Oh, well, then that should be his fucking red flag. Yeah. Um... But when Kevin McCarthy's, you know, dialing your cell phone, being like, good job. He said, uh, Newsom said other minded elected officials, like people who don't think like he does or you and I do about queer people in California and other states could very well use this strategy to diminish the civil rights of vulnerable communities. What, what? that is a bunch of bullshit. What do you care what another state is doing? Why is the focus? We might get something from another state instead of I'm here to protect the people who live in California. Uh, to me, I might as well say other minded election officials could very well use this strategy to diminish my electability. Yeah, that I think is what he's actually saying. I think it's I think it's just but here's the thing. Just he already he already married gay people, queer people and when it wasn't will, legal. And so you've already done that. So why would you now have softer takes on all this stuff? Especially. And he also said, listen, this he also said this to me is sort of an extra step we don't need. That should he was like, essentially, that should already be included in the. Um, the welfare and safety of the child is that conversation. Judges should already be having that conversation. But they're not They're not doing it, apparently. Exactly. That's why this it's bill a new is- conversation. Sadly, it's sort of a new conversation. So, yeah. But the next day, Newsom did sign several bills that uh, did add protections for LGBTQ plus people. This was a day after that veto, maybe to offset it. But uh, he did sign a few things. One law would um, set timelines for training for public school teachers and staff to support LGBTQ plus youth. So they would install programs essentially telling, showing teachers how to really rally behind students who are um, queer. Another one would ha- create a task force to determine the needs of LGBTQ plus students, which is great. Another one requires family to families to show that they can and are willing to meet the needs of a child in foster care, regardless of their sexual orientation or gender identity. And a, yet a fourth one would um, require schools serving first through 12th grade to have at least one gender neutral bathroom available for students by 2026. These are all wonderful things because I guess there was something in Chino County that there was some school that said that um, parents would have to like, sign off for their kids to use a gender neutral bathroom or something like that. And this was sort of governor Newsom was sort of like, no, there should just be a gender neutral bathroom in every school. So the kids don't have to fucking ask their parents about it. But, and I guess kids like, uh, I, I, I'm so sad for kids that they have like, they're constantly being tracked. They're constantly being monitored. They have access to this incredible, gender spectrum that we didn't really grow up with. Right. And they see it 
and there and a lot of them are being denied it you know it's it's nothing is worse than and this is this is the thing seeing all this possibility and having bars put in front of you to to not access it but the problem is and this is like with everything once you see the possibility there's no real going back yeah the problem is that people give people a shit road to fulfill those possibilities but all these people who want to put the cap back on the bottle in so many of these things never actually will succeed. But what they'll do in the meantime is create tons of problems for people. But also in reading these four bills that he passed, and I'm so glad that he did, you really realize how you take for granted that people will do the right thing, which is why it's so odd that he vetoed this thing and said judges should know better. Because you have to write legislation for there should be a gender-neutral bathroom. Uh, people in foster care should know that they should place queer children in homes that would accept them. Like, you have to write that shit down because people don't know to do that. You really have to think of everything to protect people and not take for granted that people will do the right thing on their own. It's, it's a really terrible is- reflection on our, you know, most of the people in this country. It's true. The laziness, the bigotry, all of this. So. Yeah. I don't know. Newsom's done some great things, but this one was sort of a head scratcher because it was sort of like, why wouldn't you just do this? And especially that you're blaming it on the fact that you don't want other states to think that it's wrong. That's some guilfoyle shit. Gives a fuck. That's some guilfoyle shit. That's some guilfoyle shit. We got some Apple podcast reviews. Thank you so much. Lost Girl Buffy fan says, shy high heel shoe review. Four high heel shoes. You can handle Pittsburgh. That's the whole thing. Oh. J6545 says, Holy Roller 69. I used to attend a mega church every Sunday, but ever since I discovered the teachings of Brian and Aaron, I immediately left. And this is my go-to Jesus podcast. Wonderful. Also, if you're not on the Patreon, you won't be floating through those pearly gates. Now, listen, we haven't, we haven't really worked it out with St. Peter, but is that the right one? I don't fucking know. Yes, as Aaron mentioned, we're on the road to the thousands. So go to patreon.com slash attitudes to sign up now. Get us there so we can release a new season of groceries and level up every level. And also, Columbo is on this week. Absolutely. Do you love magic and Nazis and... <laughs> Robert Loggia. And Robert Loggia. Then you're, I don't you're... love Nazis, but I like those other things. Sorry, do you love stories? Do you want to see a Nazi go down? Of course. How about that? Okay. Um... I want to read two more iTunes reviews. And by oh, iTunes, yeah. I mean Apple Podcasts. Elizabeth in NorCal says, this registered dietitian agrees. Five star. Fruits and veggies, not candy and soda. It really is that easy, you guys. I mean, like, we got so much. By the way, Sergio reposted on our Instagram a very good resource from a dietitian who listens to the show explaining that there are some great TikTok dietitians and oh. the recommendations are on there, also on Instagram. If you want to hear from people who are touting Legit. great work yeah who believe in science absolutely and then i guess we'll see you we'll see you on the patreon absolutely we we'll will. see you next Excuse week me. yeah CARE is celebrating the leadership of women around the world who are making a better today and a better tomorrow for all. 
To celebrate International Women's Day, Nigel Barker and humanitarian aid organization CARE traveled to Sierra Leone to meet and photograph women leaders. Leaders like Mabinti, a business entrepreneur who volunteered her free time as a teacher, becoming the first woman to teach at her school. Big deal alert. CARE's International Women's Day portraits are of women leaders who are overcoming obstacles and incredible challenges to succeed and thrive as leaders in their communities now, today, and every day. Go to care.org slash she leads to see this incredible exhibition and read some of these stories. Feeling decision fatigue about what to make for dinner? We get it. I'm Jane Black. And I'm Liz Dunn. We're veteran food journalists, and as parents ourselves, we know how hard it can be to feed your family. That's why we created Pressure Cooker, a podcast that offers practical strategies for navigating the marketing madness and cultural expectations around mealtime. Each week, we'll check in with the experts. From social media diet trends to baby-led weaning and AI meal planning, we have all your food-related questions covered. Listen to Pressure Cooker wherever you get your podcasts.